Welcome to Doing Business with a Servant's Heart podcast. I'm so excited for season two and the great guests you're going to hear from, their struggles, how they overcame their struggles, their triumphs. Through personal and business life, I think they're tied together and we're going to share great stories about that. This show isn't just about me. It takes a lot of good people working with me. Among them is my partner, 87 Network and Clay Hicks. Building relationships, building community is the mission of H7 Network. They want to create a network of champions where everybody wins. Find out more at h7network.com. And we hope to motivate you, inspire you, and educate you through our show. Enjoy the show. We'll talk to you on the other side. Welcome, everyone, to Doing Business with a Servant's Heart, and I am so excited because I love young people who are out there serving. That's for all you young people out there. You need to learn to serve, and I've got one of the top ones in the world. Esther, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Steve. Such an honor and pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, as I said, you're young, so let's start with your young journey. You know, what got you all started with what you're doing now? Yeah, so I have kind of an interesting trajectory, but I started out, um, I went to school for business for undergrad. And when I was starting out to go to grad school in social work, I found an ad on Craigslist for the um, company in a different role that I'm in now, uh, that I work with now. So it's now nine years later, and um, it's been a great journey. I've switched roles a couple of times, but really just a little bit of luck and a lot of good people. And, you know, here I am. So I love that you said uh, Craigslist because... I used to use that a lot, and I think it's it's still there, but I don't think it has the impact it does today. There's so many others to get a job. Well, I really like what you said about lucky. I know you don't you feel lucky, but you built that luck by building relationships and building a network. How do you do that? The million dollar question. I was just talking to somebody about this. If you know, if it's luck or skill, and I've heard I've heard a little bit of both, but I definitely think hard work is a piece of it, and. I think that networking and what I call building relationships is at the core of everything uh, in life. You know, if you want to get ahead, go together. Um, so it's just, I think just looking for opportunities to help people and to connect people and keeping your eyes open for them, but then also doing something about it. When you see, when you see an opportunity to help somebody is what I like to keep uh, top of mind when it comes to networking. I think, you know, maybe we'll get into this later, but people overthink it and they get sort of worried when there's you know, networking um, on the table, but really it's a matter of just speaking with people, learning about them, sharing with them, and then figuring out what you can do to help each other get to your goals. It's as simple as that. So, I like that so much. And let's focus on the under 30s, kind of your demographic. Um, what would you tell them when it comes to business and serving? I would say that, you know, don't focus so much on what you need or what they need. Focus on connecting with good people, people who really care to help others advance and are looking out for the greater good. And then the rest will come and don't be afraid to go for the long game. Everything good takes time. Yeah. It's a long road and it should be. And if it, if it's quick and easy, then it's probably not something that you want. Um, so don't, don't worry if it doesn't happen right away and don't give up, like keep going, keep at it, stay persistent. And even if you know, I think people feel like they sometimes don't see like immediate results or they're not like acknowledged for things, uh, do things because it's right and because that's the type of person you want to bring and that's the type of 
place you want to fill in the world and then the success will follow. Again, being young, building a network, people go, I don't have a big network. I'm 61. Of course, I have a larger network because I'm older. But you've filled your community. We'll talk about in the roundtable here in a second with all different ages. So a young person can connect with a 61 year old like we're doing today and help them build their success. Right. For sure. For sure. I mean, you know, relationship building could be across, should be across really age and demographic. And that's one of the things that I loved about, you know, COVID was all, all these virtual meetings. Initially we were doing a lot of more phone calls and connecting with more people that we might not have connected with prior because we couldn't see or hear them. And we didn't, you know, connect with them just based on what they looked like. I think it's like super cool and almost like a social experiment. You know, the social work in me was kind of intrigued by this, but I think that I know for myself, um, sadly, I wish I was otherwise, but you know, we're human. And I think that I got to connect with people that I might not have ran to connect with initially because of it. So yeah, I think it's an opportunity like anything else. It's how you look at it. And these days we have more tools in the world. Like even as you know, you know, with your great tool, there's unlimited resources and people to connect with. So if you're not finding them, it's not because they don't exist. It's because you don't know where to look. And there's many people, you know, of course I'm always a resource, but there's many people who can help you connect to what you're looking for. So as always, just keep going until you find them. So if a young person in authority wants to start a business, what's the first piece of advice you'd give them? Oof, that's, there's a lot to say. I know there's a lot that but back it's, there. It's surround yourself with good people and people who compliment the things that you can't do. Again, it's, 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 I'm always going to say it's always going to be this way. It always was. And I work in a tech company, so it's always boiled down to the people. You can only go so far alone. And I had to learn this because I'm definitely somebody who likes to take initiative and take things on. And, you know, I can only do so much. And if you want to make a greater impact, get more people involved and more of the right people. And you're going to go so much farther, so much quicker. There's so many things that I learned from the people that I interact with. And if you go in with that mindset of, you know, what could I give to this space or conversation and what could they potentially teach me that I don't know yet or something that I might not need now, but I might find valuable down the road, then you'll always be successful, always be curious and always be learning. So in, in sales, they say ABC, always be closing. I'm an ABL, always be learning. Always. Be oh, I love that. <laughs> hear that ABL. I'm going to borrow that. That's a great sure. synonym. Well, that segues into into the roundtable network. Because you're proving it. What you just said previously, you're proving it within the roundtable. Tell us more about that and how you're proving it. Sure. So um, what Steve's referring to is a virtual business relationship building networking group that I started with a friend of mine, Luke, in the beginning of COVID. Originally, it was a voice call, which is what I alluded to earlier, that we were able to just hear each other's voices and not even know who we were speaking to, um, what they looked like, where they were based. But it's evolved into a great business networking community. We share podcasts, we share business goals, we share learning opportunities. And of course we network and grow our business, but always with a relationship first focus. And we invite people you know, from all walks of life. You could be looking for a job, you could be very successful and I've already created and sold a successful organization. So I think that's one of the things that makes the community unique is that we invite people from all walks of life. And the theme is that people just want to give and help each other and go further together. So that's the premise of the group. And it's been lovely. Uh, We've been going strong now for a few years and we meet every uh, Tuesday morning on Zoom and we have members now from all over the world that come back. So that's also a beautiful opportunity to connect with people outside of our geographies. I like the diverse community. No, and it's free. That's the, let's make sure it's free. Um, And the diverse community is important because the person that sold that business can help the person starting that business. 
and you can mastermind. And I've been part of, uh, in the network, uh, doesn't fit my schedule now, but I will be coming back. But the first time I came in, I met three wonderful guys that we've connected with and done some things with. So I know it works again. You, as a young person, just do it. I know it's the Nike phrase and I'm borrowing it. Don't charge me Nike, but take action, jump in the round table or reach out to me or Esther and, and we'll give you some resources because People make too many excuses because there's no excuses out anymore. We're going to jump into tech in a minute because that's what you're part of. But how can people reach you if they want to know more about the In the Roundtable? Sure. So the Roundtable website is in this together roundtable.com. Um, I'm also, we're on social media. Um, RCS is at RCS Pro Services, and I'm on, very active on LinkedIn. So you can find me there. Um, and I'm also almost done with a website, estherdage.com. So you can visit that to learn more as well. Awesome. That's fantastic. I want to jump in because tech is taking over the world. I mean, I just saw this is Monday, April 17th, and SpaceX was going to launch and they had to cancel the launch, which is huge tech. But you're part of tech, but your part of tech is very important. Talk more about that in RCS professionals. Sure. So... We help uh, small businesses with their IT needs, whether it's help desk and proactive support, reactive support and proactive support. So any uh, small business, which we define between five and 300 employees looking for help with anything technology, we help. I think that part of what makes us unique is our emphasis on our people. And again, that's sort of my strength and where I come in, um, just helping build out, you know, hiring, retaining and, and, and keeping the best people that have that mindset of service very much a mindset and we we very much hire people based on culture fit more than skill we believe that you can teach people skills but you can't teach them you know behavior as much or or culture so we always lead with that and it's it's been worked well so far um so you know we're going to keep doing it so why would i have why who I, if i owned a business why would i need cybersecurity? what could happen and what's the result Sure. So these days, especially there's so much, um, I probably don't have to tell people listening, but in case you don't know, there's so many, um, you know, attacks happening and, and attempts at attacks, all kinds of cyber and social engineering um, attacks. So a lot of what we do is preventive to try and do our best. I mean, there's no guarantees. There never is. But um, I think I've mentioned this to you before, but it's like, you know, you don't leave your house unlocked. You know, you might be uh, robbed even if you do lock your home, but don't leave it unlocked. So it's similar where we kind of provide some of those safeguards. And sometimes it's really just user education or teaching people what not to click on things like that. It could be as simple as that, not necessarily product or hardware, but ways of keeping your business safe. So that's where uh, we come in and we do that on the cybersecurity side. We do that on IT and we also help businesses who are moving to a new office space with some of that setup and hardware need. So cybersecurity is interesting to me because I tell people hackers are doing it because they can do it. So there's not enough people being protected. That's where you come into the door because, you know, we keep hearing all these stories about being hacked. It's like, uh, why do people call people on the phone and try to get their social security number? Because it works one out of a hundred times. You exactly. don't be that one, right? Exactly. Now with IT, what do you do with IT? And I've got a company. Let's walk kind of through that journey of how do you help me with my IT? Sure. So um, the way it works is initially we schedule like an onboarding kickoff call. We go through a little what we call onboarding phase where we assign you an onboarding lead and they create a project plan for you, go through the timeline. And we basically document all your um, infrastructure. We create 
documentation and processes for, let's say, onboarding new employees, access, things like that. We then do a thorough um, analysis, see what's there. We input all your information into our documentation platform. And I'm making it very simplistic for the sake of yeah. time, but then we would then hand you over to our uh, help desk team, which will be able to provide ongoing reactive support as well as our account management team. So every client gets what we call a VCI or virtual chief information officer who is assigned to their account and helps them with more of this risk reduction, finding efficiencies, basically helping them make technology uh, push them forward and help them grow as opposed to it being a hindrance. So it's not just to respond to issues. It's really to be more proactive and help them create goals and align the technology with their goals. Will you take a business and do an audit and help them save money or spend money to save money? You know what I'm talking about? Cause I think yeah. that's important IT, right? Absolutely. I mean, in some cases, what we try to do is put the client's needs first. Sometimes it's uh, there's an investment we want them to make because we feel that they would see the value and it would be a long-term strategic investment. And we'll absolutely tell them that and say, we recommend you spend the money. And sometimes we'll say, you know, you're spending way too much right now because of whatever overcharges, let's pull it back. Or you don't actually need all these licenses. You'd be surprised. It boggles my mind when I see it, because I believe if you're paying an IT company, that's their responsibility is to alert you to things. But, you know, unfortunately there's different levels of service and things fall through the cracks. And so often we see um, companies that come to us because they've lost trust because of a scenario like this, where they're getting overcharged and they expect that they're paying a company to handle it for them. You know, if an employee leaves or doesn't, but there's a lot of organization and backend work that has to go into. And also you need a company that cares. And I think that that's, what's allowed us to be this successful till now. I mean, our CEO has been accused of charging too little many, many times. I've heard it myself. Um, and we had one client I'll never forget. In one of my early days, uh, we were in a meeting and I was there because we started talking marketing, which I was helping with at the time. And he looked at my CEO and he said, you know, RCS always figures out what my business needs first. And then they learn how to make money after it was his words. And I never forgot it. I was like, this is the kind of organization that I want to work with and I want to be behind. So that's uh, just something that stuck with me. And I try to keep it in mind when I'm selling or talking to clients that, yeah you know, as long as we're helping them and putting them first and giving them a good service, then, you know, there's no reason we shouldn't make money as well. So I think that's also a mindset that business leaders need to have, you know, that you're, you're providing something that people need. So you should absolutely charge for it and they should be happy to pay it. And you also have a responsibility yeah. to deliver and make good on that transaction, you know, so. Yeah. You said a couple of times, and I want to bring that back and put the customer first. It's said a lot, but it's not put in action. Why does RCS do that? Which part is that? Sorry. They uh, put the customer first. You said that oh. twice and that's serving. So I want to really delve yeah. into that a little bit more. Sure. Well, I mean, I think it's part of our mission. Like our mission is, yeah. you know, to help people. It is to serve. Like that is my mission on earth, but also the mission of the organization. And again, that's why I, I, I'm here. I learned early on, I used to tell the text too, like I'm a social worker and we used to tell people we can't fix your problems. You know, we could help you live with them. And I I was like, you guys can just pick up the phone, hear the problem, solve the problem, complete the ticket. And, you know, you're both happy and move on with your day. And it's like, it's a gift, really. Like, it's a gift to be able to help people get to where they want to go. And it's a good feeling. So that's what we live for. And that's why we do what we do. And, you know, hopefully the clients feel it and it's definitely keeps them coming back. And it's also the reason we don't have contracts. We don't believe in them because, uh, you know, if somebody's happy, why would they look to leave? And if they're looking to leave and for whatever reason, it's not a fit, hopefully we've uncover that in the sales process. We don't even work with them for their best interest, but if for whatever reason they do need to leave, we want to help them because that's what they need. Right? Yeah. Well, and you said mission, and that's important. If you're looking for a company, you've got to have some type of customer 
satisfaction serving in that mission and you guys do it you just don't say it it's in your documentation so reach out to esther if you're looking for it cybersecurity. at least give them a shot because they will take care of you when they they hire you hire them to use them with it comes complexity i've dealt with it i've helped people with it let's talk about that a little bit yeah i mean it I'll be honest, like before I started working at RCS, I didn't know not only how complex, but how expensive IT yeah. was. And I felt this way, you know, eight years ago when I started working, I could only imagine it's gone up since then. It's expensive. I mean, we tell people that off the bat, like if you don't need it, don't get it again, which is why you don't want to sell someone something. And if you're not big enough, if you're a solopreneur, you probably don't need it and you probably shouldn't get it. Uh, and I'll be the first to tell you that. That being said, you know, you get to a certain point where not being on top of it costs money, which we see a lot. I think yeah. that's a lot of what we get. So um, because it's a lot to handle, it's a lot to manage. So there are a lot of tools that could help. And again, we pay a lot, like we invest in a lot of tools and resources. Another thing that I don't know that all MSPs do the level that we do so that we could be that organized and give our clients that type of experience and keep track of things for them. It's, it's enormous. Like I can just say it as simple as that. Um, more than I ever imagined. And I think a lot of business owners don't really realize it when they start out, what kind of expense and how much it might cost. And I always feel bad being the person to kind of share that with them, even the cheap version, which often it really isn't the best way to go long-term, but is sometimes necessary. Um, it's not that cheap. <laughs> so you yeah. have to account just for low it. Cost. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those business expenses, you know, that well, you that's well said because you need that tool and it's, something you need to budget first foremost before you start to do other things because you need exactly. IT. You need IT. Well, with that being said, you've been successful. You're networking like crazy within the round table and RCS. You're just killing it with IT and cyber. But not only is she young, she wrote a book, co-authored a book, right? Let's talk about well, this yeah. wonderful book. Yeah. So I had the privilege of um, co-authoring a book on mental health and entrepreneurship, which obviously, you know, between social work and business, that's really my passion is bringing the human element to the business world. That's what I'm passionate about aside from building communities. So I got really this opportunity to partner with Tabitha Barron, who's a wonderful entrepreneur um, working in children's safety and education. And she reached out to me and said, I was going to put together this book. Would you want to be part of it? And of course, you know, I didn't hesitate to get involved. So I got to be featured alongside many other uh, wonderful female entrepreneurs and talk a little bit about my journey and how I got here and my mindset in um, networking and business building. So if you are interested in checking out, it's on Amazon. Uh, it's called From Mental Health to Mindset. So you can, um, you know, take a look and let me know what you think. Yeah, reach out to me in the show notes, uh, YouTube or your podcast. Let us know what you think of the book or reach out to Esther again. How can they reach you again, Esther? Yeah, best way is through LinkedIn. Find me on LinkedIn um, and we can go from there or on the RCS website, rcsprofessional.com. We'll put our links in the show notes so you can reach out. If you can't find the book, she'll help you. If you have questions about the book or just a comment, please reach out to her because mental health is after COVID, it's more important than ever. So it's it's a powerful statement. With that being said, with mental health, I'm assuming if you get hacked, your business health and mental health is is compromised. It's probably a, a safer word to use. Is that true? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think, um, you know, part of what we talk about when we're talking to people about it is like, what is it costing you now to not have it? And are you, I mean, are you up at night? Are you worrying about 
but I, there's a many organizations, big organizations that I've seen it. It's mind blowing that like don't have backups of their data or don't have safeguards for an employee to just pull the data out of the organization. So, I mean, that stresses me out on their behalf. So I can only imagine them. The only reason I would say they might not be stressed is because they might not even realize what they don't know. That's part of the challenge with it is just educating people on what they don't know. Cause again, there's a lot to learn even for us. We're always learning. So Yeah. yeah, it's, it's a stress. <laughs> Once you realize, and even just seeing the hack, uh, you know, opportunities for being hacked, like I've like seen a bunch of scams that I would have easily fallen for if I hadn't worked in this organization. And even so they're so like sophisticated now they interpret impersonate people that, you know, in language that you're familiar with. It's like wild. It's wild. So. Have yeah. you seen businesses go out of business because of a hack? Or heard <sighs> I've of? seen businesses pay a lot of money. I will say that without choice, like a lot of money. And in one or two cases I've seen, they were actually lucky because they paid, but they got their information back, which is no guarantee. And this was a bunch of years ago. So I don't know if it happened again today, if they would. Um, I've heard of businesses going out of business. I don't know if I know any firsthand, thankfully, but I've heard it's, it's happened. Yeah. I mean, a small business to be hit with that kind of cost. It's like. It's crippling. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, again, pay a little upfront to save a lot down the road. I mean, exactly. that's how not how the phrase goes, but you know what I mean is, you know, your cost or your value to you guys is about saving all that headache and money because it's both that happens. I mean, the company will go disrupt if that happens. Ask your IT provider or whoever's handling your IT what you're not asking that you, what don't you know that you need to know? Like, it, don't assume that they're doing things for you or that they're handling your cybersecurity. We get that a lot. Like, talk about it. Maybe they are, but maybe they're not. And don't wait for an attack to say like, oh, I thought you were doing that. Because we hear that all the time yeah. from people who come to us from other, you know, IT companies like, oh, I thought they were handling it. And then we were hit with an attack. And then now we're just, we're, we're, we're lost, you know, so it's hard to know what you don't know, but that's also why it's important to talk to peers, even people who are competitors and get information and share with back with them from your experiences. So we can help each other, not be a victim. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so powerful. The statement you said, ask, just ask those questions. That's what you're paying for. And if they have need any help with that, can they reach out for questions? Because that's important too. They may not know the questions I ask. You could be a resource for that. Always. And that's actually one of the reasons we put out a blog post that says like top 10 questions that you should be asking your IT provider. It's on our website under news um, for this exact reason, because we kept hearing it and we're like, this is not okay. So, yeah. No, that's serving. I, audience, you can see why I have Esther on the show. She's incredible. <laughs> uh, at such a young, younger age, I want to say young and age doesn't mean anything, but if you can start your life like she did in the business world, things would be okay. And, and I love what you said about give it time with everything in life, but including your cybersecurity and your IT, just build it and make sure you're taking your time. Don't expect things to happen overnight. Just be patient. And that's serving in itself. Well, thank you, Esther, for being on the show. You've brought such thank great you. value and such great knowledge that I knew you would, which I'm excited why you're here. Thank but you. we're not done yet. Before we close out the show, can you give my audience a piece of advice that has helped you so far that will help them in their journey? Sure. It's actually the quote on my LinkedIn. It says, leadership is not a job title. It's a stance in the world. It's one of my favorites. Leadership is for everybody and it's everywhere. You just have to take it. Everyone can be a leader and don't hesitate to be a leader.